If you've ever loved an addict, you may have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and were struggling to just keep it all together. I am Kim Moore, and this is Smiling Again, where in each episode we remind you that you are not alone. Together, one thing at a time, we will take small steps to introduce little changes into your life to help you let go, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. Welcome to another episode of the Smiling Again podcast. And today I'm very fortunate to have with me Alyssa. And Alyssa is situated in the U.S., living on the Jersey Shore, (laughs) the idyllic Jersey Shore that we've all seen on TV. And um, it looks absolutely beautiful where you are today, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So just to give everyone a little bit of an idea of your background. So you are a mom of two boys. Yes. And four. how old are your boys? They're four and nine. Four and nine. So that keeps you busy. Very busy. Yes. And I know we've done a little bit of talking and your experience with loving someone with an addiction has come from a number of different angles, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. Can you help everybody understand the different relationships in your life? Um, You don't have to go into detail, but in what different ways you've been affected by someone with an addiction? Um, I had a younger sibling um, who battled with addiction and unfortunately lost his life to it last year. Um, And a now that uh, I kind of started... Relationship started about 2006, and so we, we kind of went on. We ended up being married for about 10 year, ten or 11 years. Um, we are no longer married. Is current. Um, so there's, there's that, um, but as we all know, it's, um, it's one day at a time. So he's sober today, and we're thankful for that, um, and tomorrow we hope to be thankful for that again. It's a wonderful way to to think about it, you know, being thankful for every day um, because that's another day that your children have with their dad, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what it's all, that's what I've done everything for. Um, and we know we can't control, control anyone else. Um, I think that's a lesson that both of my young, young children have already grasped. Um, you know, who can we control ourselves? And they know that already. And to take that with you from such a young age, I think is just going to help their lives and help them do so much better. Wow. Absolutely, Alyssa. Um, credit to you for being able to convey that to your boys at such a young age and also considering everything that you must have been through over these years. And I'm so sorry for your loss, losing your Thank brother. You. It's not easy. Definitely not easy. So 
what what I'd like to ask you is, um, what are some of the things? Because before we go into, I, I guess some of the things that you could share with people, if we put a little time frame around it. So you were married to your husband. Well, you lost your brother a year ago. You've been married. You were married to your husband for was it ten years? Almost 11 by the time the divorce was final. We married in 2009. Our divorce was final um, in March of 2021 this year. Okay. And how long has it been since you left your marriage? It's complicated. I feel like marriage so many years ago. Um, I was just still here in the family home with the children. Um, so it's hard for me to say, um, but I will say my transformation, I like to call it, began in 2018. Um, it's when I had decided that I had to figure out a way to get out of the situation, um, to get my children into a healthier home environment, to get myself into a healthier place. Um, so I will say it, 2018. At some point, I decided I have to do something, start something. I don't know what it is, but I have to start. Oh, Alyssa, I love how you just phrased that, the beginning of your transformation. That's what, I mean, we, I joke now that I'm in my, my fourth year of the transformation. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a journey, um, and every day you're working on it, even when people see you doing really well or Um, it's constant work every day I wake up and I make a choice to still do the work and, and still, um, still keep going. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And so it starts with making that decision to change things, which you then called, you know, your transform, the start of the transformation, which I think is absolutely such an easy way for people to understand that something different happens and it's it's then that decision to to work at it, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, can you help people help people understand what you mean by that? What do you mean by working at it every day? What sort of things did you do which made you feel like you were putting effort into changing your life? I started out really small. What I think is really small. Some others maybe thought it was um, bigger. Um, I started with the gym. Take 45 minutes for myself and work on my health because I had young children and I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to be able to keep up with them. And that was my first thing that I decided to do. And what ended up happening was so beautiful. Um, It was 45 minutes a day and I went five days a week. And in those 45 minutes, I wasn't depressed, I wasn't sad, I wasn't thinking about my life, I wasn't worrying about what the next catastrophe was going to be, or what tomorrow was going to look like. So I ended up having 45 minutes a day free from my own life. And in those moments, that when I came back to my life, I longed for more moments like that. So I decided to build on those and paddle boarding, which I got some more free time and then yoga, which helped. And I got more free time. And once you feel the break from your life, it's, it's almost, um, 
you almost accidentally inspire yourself to keep going for more breaks so you can get out of your own world. And, and the more you do that, the more time you spend doing that, the more positive you end up being. And then you make time for more of those moments. So I think it was probably the better part of two years. I finally would wake up every day and, and most of my day was positive. And, and that was amazing. You know, that was enough to keep me going. Oh, that's beautiful. You said a couple of things in there that oh, I've got to get you to say them again. <laughs> so, so you said, you know, it, it made you more motivated, you know, that, that feeling of feeling good, it made you more, more motivated. Yes. Can you, can you just say that again, how you phrased it? I don't know. How I, phrased it. <laughs> um, I think um, by giving myself my, my break from my own life, um, it just kept inspired to want more of those breaks and to keep more of that positive lifestyle and the positive energy um, throughout my day rather than the negative. Excellent. And so you started by doing that slowly with 45 minutes a day at the gym, and then you grew from there, adding on more activities. Absolutely. Did and it, did it feel, did it feel easier? No, I, it, I mean, I can, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It was hard. Um, I, when I committed to that, I didn't have much time as I know a lot of moms don't. Um, so my exercise time was, um, five o'clock in the morning. So I would get up at four 30, get myself out the door and get to my class by five, be home by six, take a shower, school up to the babysitter and then go to work and then in bed by about eight. Cause I was tired. <laughs> um, so that was often really hard to get up. Um, and, and remember that commitment that I had made to myself, um, at four 30 in the morning, it's easy to roll over. It's easy to go back to sleep and say, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so those were definitely the hardest, hardest moments. Um, but once I got about a week through again, just knowing how positive I felt for those 45 minutes, what it helped me get up and it helped me stay motivated to, to go and do that. See, now I didn't know you were going to answer the question that way. <laughs> so and I just, you know, I, I know how hard it is. And I, I think that's something that I hope everyone hears is that making this change, like the change that you're describing, it continues to take effort and you need to continue to work at it. Absolutely. So Alyssa, tell me, what do you do when it's tough because I'm sure you must have some mornings where it's hard to get out of bed at 4:30 in the morning or whatever time it is. Absolutely. Um, I think what I've learned over time is that you have to allow yourself the time to feel that it's hard. Um, it's definitely something I think I've learned from my children when they're hurt or they're sad or they're having a problem. We, I allow them to cry about it and, and get those feelings out. And then we talk about it and then we move on. Um, so it's okay to, to take that break and feel what you're feeling. Um, so I would set a timer, you know, for an hour and okay, Alyssa, you have this hour, go lay in your bed, be upset, 
cry, yell, be angry that this is your life. And then when that hour's up, you're done and you and move along and do something productive. And I do. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying about, you know, it's good that you reflect on how, how you are with your kids. Because if we treated ourselves the way we treated others, we'd be a lot more compassionate with ourselves and more accepting of ourselves. And, yeah, and I think that's such an important place to get to for our own healing. I have a few friends that have gone through some tough relationships, a few girlfriends I've made along the way. And if they ever say negative things about themselves, I say, hey, please don't talk about my friend that way. And they always kind of pause and say, what? And I say, You're, don't talk about my friend. I say, oh, I said, would you talk about me like that? And they say, no. I said, well, then please don't talk about you like that. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, Alyssa. I think uh, I'm certainly going to remember that. And I'm going to use that as well. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, you said something to me uh, when we first met that you're, you're used to making everything work. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, I've made bad day so far and I'm still here and that's what I try and remember I just make it work that's what I have to do whatever it is it has to be um, made to work so if my car gets a flat tire I get it to the tire place and we we get the tire fixed and we move on our way um, and that in every space of life needs to happen for everyone you you don't have the option of just putting your hands up and saying, this just isn't going to work because we all have to keep going. And to do that, you have to just. Absolutely. I think I certainly know that feeling, you know, <laughs> just that, that resolve of just having to make it work. And that leads me into my next question is around, um, you know, you've been in your transformation mode now for year, year two. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually going, heading into year four. <laughs> it's like year four. 18, 19, 20, and 21. And now we're in. Okay. Excellent. I lost two years there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how do you, how do you do it? How do you, do you have any tips on keeping on track? I think that every day you just have to remember why you chose to do what you did. And, and sometimes that's difficult because you have to reflect on, on some of the bad things that happened in the past to remind yourself of why you chose this, why you wanted to keep going yesterday, um, and, and why you need to keep going yesterday. Because we can all make a promise that we're going to change and we're going to make it different. But to cash in on that promise is to keep doing that every day. Everyone can say on Monday they're going to they're going to start. Um, but you have to remember you started and 
you made that promise to yourself and, and you have to keep. I definitely feel like I take breaks. <laughs> Some days I just am not feeling it. Some days I just call it a down day, um, which doesn't mean I'm down. It just means I remember to take the pressure off myself. I remind myself things that I've done and all the things that I've made it through and that I somehow knock on wood, have happy, healthy children throughout all, all of it. And when I, when I can focus on that and, and realize that and look back at that, then I can say, okay, today I'm tired, but we don't quit when we're tired. We quit when we're done. Alyssa, uh, what I'm hearing throughout this whole conversation is how much compassion that you have for yourself and how much self-love, you know, just giving yourself permission to take that hour when you need it, to take that time when you need it, when you're not feeling it, um, to talk to yourself kindly like you would a friend. Have Absol you always been that way? Absolutely not. 100% no. <laughs> Um, I, I have learned, I have learned to love myself and I'm not sure I ever thought I would say, I always assumed from a very young age that there was maybe just something wrong with me, um, that maybe I was too much or I was too loud. I was too fill in the blank. And in the last few years, I've realized I'm exactly who I want to be and who I need to be. And the people me and support me um, will be here always. And the people who don't are not my people. Wow. And do you think that that learning to love yourself has been a part of this transformation? Absolutely. Absolutely. It all starts with loving yourself. You have to love yourself first. You can't expect anyone to love you all the way if you don't love yourself. And that would be including my children and my family. I mean, if, if you're not being your whole self, you no one can know who you are to love all the way. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now, there's one thing that I always do in every episode, and I ask everyone to give me one thing, share one thing that you're grateful for. I've listened to um, your podcasts. I did go back and listen to them all. I enjoyed them so much. Everyone spoke to me um, in such a different way and, and was so helpful to me. So I did know that this question would come. And my answer is going to be, um, it's going to sound really silly to some, but the most grateful thing I am is for um, riding bikes with my two boys. Oh, that's beautiful. I taught them both and I have a bike and we go out and we just ride our bikes and we're free and there's you? no <laughs> interruptions. <laughs> um, so it's just a beautiful moment of something I enjoyed in childhood that I get to enjoy with my children and that, that I taught them that. 
that's absolutely fantastic. That's cute. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Yeah. So what, what being a mom's all about, isn't it? It is. There's beautiful moments and not so beautiful moments, but yeah. the beautiful uh, help smooth over the other moments. <laughs> <laughs> and you're definitely very good at making everything work. You've Thank just you. done that at the moment. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's what it is. Oh, that's fantastic. And um, the last thing I'm going to ask you, Alyssa, is um, in every episode, I like everyone to think about just one thing, one thing at a time is, is what we what I advocate and it's been a big part of my healing journey is just doing one thing at a time. So I don't feel overwhelmed. What would be the one thing that you would suggest that has been most helpful for you in, in, in your transformation and in, in your healing? Someone once said that you can't wait for life to stop being hard, to decide to be happy. And when I have those really, really hard moments, um, I repeat that to myself. And sometimes I cry as I say it because it's a beautiful reminder that life may always be hard, but you can still decide to be happy. And that helps me kind of adjust myself or my crown, put it back up and keep walking with my head held high. Oh, fantastic. And yeah, absolutely. Keeping that crown on, keeping <laughs> your head held high. My crown was off for years yes. and then I put it back on. Welcome back. It's lovely yeah. to have you again, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, I hope in listening to you and your story, others will pick the crown back up. I put it back on. Absolutely. Hope we can inspire even one person. Yeah, I think you, I think you will, Alyssa, you will inspire many with this, with this share. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're here and sharing, sharing this with everyone. Um, yes. And if there's, you know, if anyone's listening to this and you decide to, to do that one thing, that one thing is, if you'd like to repeat it, the one thing. Stop waiting for life to not be hard and decide to be happy right now. Absolutely. Brilliant. That's a perfect note to say goodbye on. Thank you so much for joining us, Alyssa. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Perhaps it looks like perfect weather for a bike ride today. Bike ride and possibly a little bit of beach. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Thank enjoy you so much day. for having me. I really appreciate um, you letting me share my story. Thank you. And thank you for the one thing which I'm sure is going to help more people start smiling again. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together, one thing at a time, taking small steps, little actions every day, which can help you let go and start smiling again. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.